Cultivate podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Hey friends, I am so glad to continue this conversation. This is Tammy Brown. I don't know, am I supposed to introduce myself every time? I feel like you guys know who you're coming on to hear. Like it or not, I'm here. But I'm excited to continue this um, mini series for the summer on what does it look like to cultivate freedom and the different pathways we get there. Honestly, you guys, last week with Matt, I'm like... Sometimes I feel like an idiot around Matt, but also <laughs> some of you guys might have listened to that podcast twice to just like take in all of his like, and this means this. And when Jesus says, it's like, he just, he throws out like, just like the Bible and wisdom, which is so good. But you guys sometimes honestly being married to that, I'm like, I need you to just put your laundry away. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, he, he, he started us off so well talking about one of the first paths of cultivating freedom in Christ is being real and how you have to pursue that because you're going to, the, the biggest prison we're all in is trying to be something we're not. And only we let ourselves out of that. So today we're going to ha- continue that conversation and having a really real conversation, um, with one of our Cultivate team members, Diane Huntsman. Hello. Welcome back to the Cultivate podcast, Diane. And also, I'm sorry I had to follow Matt. Oh. Right. <laughs> no pressure. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for reals, Di, I'm super excited to have you here today. And today we're going to talk about the idea and the pathway of cultivating freedom by um, asking the questions of what does it look like to free ourselves from other people's opinions, mm. which is, I think, one of the hardest things to do. Um, it's something that I have watched you play out in your life. Like I, I have had the privilege of knowing you for a good handful of years now where I've watched you have seasons of real victory in this. And then seasons where I watch you wrestle Mm -hmm. with it because it overcomes you. And then you have to climb your way out of it. And I actually appreciate those seasons more because I think that's, that's where the realness is. And the freedom comes from is like, it's going to happen to us. I don't know that we're ever going to get to a place where we are free from other people's opinions of us, but it's the climbing our way out of it that I think is so important. And that's something I really admire and respect about you. So I'm excited to have you here today to talk about that in this idea of cultivating a life of accountability to God and not people talk about his truth versus their opinions, which is a mind game. I'm constantly having, and a discipline I'm constantly having to pursue right now is that mind game of, this is the opinion, 
this is what's true. Mm -hmm. This is what they think. This is what God says, right? Right. I am who you say I am. That song for me meant so much because it's like, here's who they say I am, but here's who you say I am. Um, And then the idea of being self-aware, which is like, managing our growth Mm -hmm. or being hyper aware, which is managing people's perceptions Mm -hmm. of us. So I want to talk about that. So what is it to right off the bat, like Diane, I've, I've basically, I'm turning this into an Enneagram podcast accidentally, (laughs) but I do think the Enneagram is such a good tool to help us understand ourselves Mm -hmm. and how God made us. Um, it's not, God didn't make the Enneagram, but it does help us understand ourselves. So Diane is a six like me, a loyalist on the Instagram with a lot of one, the perfectionist. Us, the six one combo has the biggest internal voice. And so the six wants people loyal. We care so much about what people think of us and the one like right and wrong and how things should be and how people should be. It is a very, very, very exhausting, exhausting way to live. And you and I share that. So what does it look like for you to cultivate, cultivate this idea of accountability to God and what he says about you versus people and their opinions into your own life? You know, it's a lifetime of learning and I am a first generation Christian. Okay. So with that being said, that means I don't have a background. I wasn't raised with Christian values or, um, you know, to be told that. That might be worked to your favor in ways you actually don't know, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there definitely are aspects that are good. But um, the aspect that isn't so good is that, um, you know, I grew up thinking the only thing that mattered was what people thought of you, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, okay. So I had, you know you know, 16 to 18 years of just being consumed with what you think of me. How do I I gain favor with you? And um, so becoming a believer, it's been a process of many years and it does get... It's like an undoing. An undoing. And so I think, um, you know, in my newer years of being a believer, um, I was still deep in that pit of what you think of me and Um, so as I began to learn how unhealthy that was, uh, it was then beginning to transfer to, okay, God, it's you, it's, it's, it's what you think that matters. And that was really just head knowledge though. So, um, I would say really it's been the last 10 years that I've experienced real freedom, but not, like you said, it's not a constant freedom. Mm -hmm. I, I get back, I, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. One um, step back. One step back, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, the thing is, um, the opinion of people, uh, I looked up opinion because I was curious of the definition, but it's it's a place of judgment, not based on necessary truth or facts, right? Mm. It's what somebody thinks about you. And so... Um, Oftentimes, they're really wrong. There are sometimes they're right, but Mm -hmm. oftentimes they're wrong in what their opinion is of you. But if you're not grounded in who you are and who God says that you are, it's so easy to go sideways with with what they say about you and claim that as something true. Mm -hmm. And you start rooting your identity. I mean, I have struggled with this. Like if this was like AA, I'd be like, hi, I'm Tammy and I... (laughs) I am, I have a fear of man, like an unhealthy Mm -hmm. fear of man. And I actually, someone in my small group called this out in me 
in this last um, year of, you know, talking, I, you know, we were going like, I forget what sermon series it was, but we were going through the discussion questions and it was like, which of these things do you struggle with? And I'm like, well, I don't really struggle with that or that or that or that. And this person looked at me and said, you struggle with fear of man. You are out of your mind on what every person thinks of you. And you're anxious and you're angry and you're depressed. And like, I was just like, (laughs) but you know what? They weren't wrong. And I, I didn't realize, but fear of man is like, like the hamster wheel of life. And I, you know, I had a real come to Jesus moment when I had a situation where I, cared so much about what somebody thought of me and I catered to that I overdid for them for that I wanted to please I wanted to serve like I I can't think of they got my best like my best and they they're not they they do not like me it did and so I really had to wrestle with oh my gosh like if they don't like me, then am I even likable? <laughs> and it made Matt out of his mind, like, who cares what they think? I love you. Always All these people love you. Like, and I'm just like, but then he's like, who cares what, uh, you know? And I have, ha- the, I would say that this topic, accountability to God versus opinion of man is one of my deepest struggles. Amen. Same. And, um, it, it is the prison that I have lived in. And I wouldn't say I'm out of the cell, but I would say the door is open yeah, and I have a foot for out. Sure. For sure. Um, because I've had to, you know, because like, what do you do when someone like you're afraid they won't like you and they don't. You're afraid they'll reject you and they did reject you. You know, you're afraid they're not picking you and they're not picking you. <laughs> and what do you do with that? You know, it's like, I have had to go back to this idea of, well, what does God say about me? What is true? They've said these things are true. What is the truth? You know, I did learn some things in it about the truth of not everything that was said about me was a lie. The extent Mm -hmm. of it wasn't always true or the background of it or the context of it, but there was some truth. You know, I talked about this in our season we did on forgiveness Mm -hmm. is I was broken and I, but, but I needed to be broken because I needed to remember that I probably did talk too much under the guise of like processing. Yeah, for sure. I just need to process with you. Um, (laughs) you Sounding bored. Yeah. (laughs) Can you pray about this? Well, um, but I, not everything was wrong, but also not everything was right. And, And for me, and this is what I'm curious about women listening for me and a lot of people listening is like, we rise and fall on what other people think about us. And, and we, but we don't give any, or we get, let me say this, we get very little of that same energy and attention to what God thinks of us. It's so true. And yet then we're anxious, we're depressed, we're, we feel rejected, we're lonely. And it's just like the source of all of it's just sitting there. God, just like, I'm right here. Yeah. Like you're trying to fill, you're drinking from the wrong oh, well, yes. you know? And so I just, this idea of, you know, fearing man or, or being accountable to God is really personal for me in cultivating freedom because my fear of man, like I said, is the biggest prison that I think I walk in. 
And I can or relate hundred percent. I feel like Tammy Brown and I are one and the same a lot of times. <laughs> we have a lot in common. And you know, Matt Brown, Mike Huntsman, if I had a dollar for every time Mike said, just repeat after me and say, I don't care. I'm like, but I do but care. But I do care. <laughs> I don't want to care, but I do care. But I think, um, you know, relationally, um, you know, caring so much about approval and opinion and then... Um, you know, not measuring up. And then what I've tend to do is pull back relationally. I know. To be safe. (laughs) To be safe because I'm I'm just going to let you down. You're just going to form some opinion of me that's probably right or maybe it's not. And and so um, learning that the opinion of people is only important when I'm in relationship with those people. Mm. Okay, Tammy Brown, your opinion of me matters to me because I trust you mm-hmm. and have a relationship with mm-hmm. you. But that opinion of me needs to be something that's that's worthy, like character-wise. Mm-hmm. Not like, I hate when you wear your hair like that over your eye. Like <laughs> uh, Everyone tells Diane that. She wears her hair. We're like, let us see your face, Diane. Like, so that I'm like, I'm sorry. I like my hair like this and it just falls that way. <laughs> But, you know, if, if you've got an opinion, which you've spoken some things into my life, which... Have I? Yeah, which... which <laughs> so, I think the maturity, what I want to say, what I've learned at this point, is the opinion only matters to me from a person when I trust that their opinion really is because they care about me. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, now, an opinion of me, and I don't have a relationship with you, doesn't matter because you probably don't even really know me to have that opinion of mm-hmm. me. And so that's what I wish women out there could grab a hold of a lot sooner than I did. The opinion that's that's being offered about you um, or spoken of you, especially on social media where everybody feels like they have the right to give their opinion and they know very little of mm-hmm. you than these little snippets. And, and, well, and they know what you want them to know. Right, right. But that, um, hey, if I'm going to let something weigh heavy on me about someone's opinion, then who are they in my life? Mm -hmm. What kind of clout do they have? What kind of relationship do we have for it to to be deemed worthy of my concern and addressing Mm. or letting it go, Mm -hmm. you know, and just going back to, hey, God, I want to honor you. I want to live for you. Um, that's the opinion that matters. How do you see me? Mm-hmm. Am I honoring you? Am I pleasing you? That's what matters. Well, you know, it's so interesting too, is that like when you're saying that, what it makes me think of is, um, I don't think we see it like, like as Christians and believers, especially if you're raised that way, like you've been like berated with the idea of don't be prideful, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But the other side to that coin is, I don't think we see it as as a sin when we belittle ourselves so much. And God's like, wait a second, I, you, you know, you're tearing yourself down because of the opinions of man, but I say you're this, and that means nothing to you. You know, I I just, I think it's a real area of growth for women of, of really giving what he says about us um, some time and attention. And and I'm just wondering, if you're listening right now, how much attention and time are you spending thinking about how God cares about you? 
how Jesus feels about you, what he thinks of you, the fact that he created you and the gifts and strengths that you have are from him. And instead, you know, we're just, we're so caught up in what everyone else thinks, which I think, I mean, anxiety is like through the roof society wise, um, broken relationships, angst. And it's like all of the, it's like what everyone else thinks and we're spinning this is what I see with women. They're spinning out of control, um, either internally, some externally, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot internally. And I think so much of it, it's the prison, the prison walls we're constructing for ourselves for this very topic of we're, we have a fear of man. We're so caught up in everyone else's opinion of us. We maximize that and we minimize God's. And yeah. what would it look like to start maximizing what God says about us? But that's the question, like how much time are we spending really meditating on what God says about us? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's Philippians that talks about thinking on things that are true, thinking Mm -hmm. on things that are true. Well, what's true? Well, what's true is God's truths. And mm-hmm. so everything else has to plumb line. Does, does everybody know what plumb line is? Or is that like an old school? I mean, they probably totally know, but why don't you just share? <laughs> so <laughs> for plumb everyone line else. is this device that you put in the corner of a wall from the ceiling to the floor. And it's actually a cord that has a plum color chalk on it. And so you snap that cord and it hits the wall with a plumb line. And so... What I know about it is wallpaper back in the day. So if you're going to wallpaper a room, you're going to line up that piece of paper with that plumb line if you want a straight outcome, right? And so for me, that analogy has always worked with the plumb line for my life is God's word. And Mm -hmm. whatever I'm believing has to line up with it. And so if I don't know the truth of God's word, how do I line up my life, what I'm believing, how I'm behaving, how I'm treating others? What do I have to, to line up? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, you know, if I don't have that plumb line, everything's crooked, mm-hmm. right? You know, life is crooked. It goes sideways. And so... You're making me think of um, Matt shared, if you, if you go to Sandals Church, you might have heard this, but he shared recently, like, we're doing some work in our backyard. And so that the... the the landscape contractor was like, Hey, I want you to take this spray paint and like go back there and like draw the box that you want for this curbing. (laughs) And so I, I like went out there and drew it. And when I got done, it was so crooked. So then I like tried to correct it, which it ended up being worse. But then I like left town and I wasn't thinking. And like the contractor came and he calls Madden and he's like, um, what I'm going to need you this? to come back here. Like, I have no idea what she, it was so all over the place. And when they actually did the curbing, they did that, what you're talking about. Like they yeah. do a chalk line that like makes it perfect yeah. like that of straight. But it was like, it was so chaos when it was my way, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so that being the, the, the truth of like, if we don't know who God says that we are, right? If we don't know what's truth about us, then we have nothing to combat the lies that we tell ourselves about ourselves because that's an opinion in and of right, itself right. as well and the opinions of other people. Well, and that's why like some people are like, will come to me and talk about, you know, I just read the Bible and I don't know what I'm getting out of it. And, you know, to me, reading the Bible is so much about, yes, reading it in the moment, mm-hmm. but it's actually so much ab- more than the moment. It's about later. Because here's what happens. You'll read something. You may have no idea what it is sowing, what it's planting in you. Yeah. And then when something happens, you're like, 
oh, but I've read this and it comes to mind, you know, and I think that's why it's so important for every day to in some way, shape or form to be in God's word, because it's not about that day. It's really not. It's, it's, that's what you're sowing, but it's about when you need to reap it. It's about when you need to pull from it. Yeah. And, and when, when someone else is giving you their opinion of you, when someone else is whatever, which a whole nother thread to this, which let's just go there is our opinions of others, mm-hmm. right? Cause we're talking about like, we're sitting here like little innocent doves Oh yeah, and, no way. or deer or I don't know, Does. Analogy, but yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone out there is like having a wrong opinion. They don't know us, but the truth is how often do we do that? Like I just repented this morning of that. <sighs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, I actually just had this conversation when someone, um, here, you know, was like, Hey, I encountered this person. I don't know them. You know them. Can you give me a little bit of insight as I navigate this situation? And, and I said, if I just went off how I experienced this person, I would say that I think they come across very self-righteous. I know how to do this. I know how to do, I do it my way. My way is better. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I said, over time, I realized that's a mask for a lot of insecurity. Mm. And they were like, I can see that. But that matters. But if you, if I just went on my first opinion of this person, I believed the worst Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I would have gone by that. But over time, I'm like, oh, I think that's a a self-protective thing because they actually don't feel significant. And so they, you know, and I think all of us need to remember that people are like icebergs and we see a tiny, tiny glimpse of who they are and what they've been through. And, um, I used to tell my girls this in moments of good parenting, which not every moment was good parenting, but you know, my, one of my girls in particular had this girl that was such a bully to her Mm, in middle school and high school. And like, if you would have just thought about this girl, you'd have been like, she's the literal worst. And she was terrible. And I used to tell my daughter, I think we need to be curious. I think we need to be curious about what's going on in Mm -hmm. her world. Because you just don't act like that when you come from a happy, healthy, loving, right. nourishing environment. Hurt people hurt people. There's right. Truth to that. And and it came out later that this girl was being um, raped by a family member, <sighs> that there was abuse in the home, See. that it, it like like the worst story you can think of. And I was like, Aren't you glad that we at least tried to consider <sighs> that we didn't know it all? And, and, and so I think our opinions of others can be so dangerous. So dangerous. And as women who are right pursuing the idea of cultivating kindness, I think that, you know, the, the turned table, if you will, on this whole conversation is not to get caught up in other people's opinion of us because we know and God knows, right? Isn't right. that what we're saying? Yes. But the idea that to be real careful about our opinions of others because we Amen. don't know and we God knows. Know. And I want that to be my first go-to. I'm getting there now at this stage of life where I'm finally like... I wasn't going to ask you your age, but I was going to say, you know what, Die 53. Give us your wisdom. <laughs> but, you know, just it takes me a minute to get there when somebody's unkind, rude. You're um, just like, she's the worst. But yeah, and, and so my initial opinion is no grace, just, you know... 
But when I sit in that frustration or whatever it is, my mind is starting to form the habit of, but why? Mm -hmm. But what's going on? And that just secures some grace for that person, which is what I want for me, right? We right. all want for ourselves. Yeah. We all want it. We're like, why don't you think the best of me? What, yeah. Why don't you give me the benefit of the doubt? Then it's like, why aren't we thinking the best of others? Why aren't we giving others the benefit of the doubt? Maybe we're the literal worst. Right. True story. This recently happened. So I was at this get together of women. And the next day, I got a text from someone that was there and it said like, hey, I, I think your friends don't like me. Like, I just had this really bad encounter at the get together and it just, I just don't feel good about it. I feel like I, you know, like no one, like I wasn't liked or whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because I know how much everyone loves this person. Okay. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what happened? I started trying to think about who was there. We ended up like honing in on the interaction that she was talking about. I'm like, I do not know what happened, but I know what you're believing is not true. Like, I just know it. I don't know what happened. I did a little research like later um, on the DL little, like, I wasn't like, Hey, did you treat this person? But yeah. I just like, was like, how was your weekend? You know? And she, it came out that like, Oh, right before they get together, I found out this terrible news and my head just wasn't there. And I just, I'm a mess. And so now I know this person was in a totally bad place. This person took it as if it was personal. So I text my other friend and I'm like, okay, here's what I found out. This will happen. So now my friend's like, they're not the jerk I am. And my response is, I would have thought, I would have been the same jerk. You, like I would have done the same thing. I would have made it about me. And I wonder how often, how much more often than not, that's true. Like my friend thought this person was rude because she doesn't like me and made this whole opinion when it turns out this person just got awful news unrelated to anything happening at the event. And you know what I mean? Oh, I just, gosh. and I just feel like that is how right. the enemy works with yes. us women. It is. And so we, we need to like, we need to be real mindful of our opinions, I think. Real and remember, mindful. we don't have all the facts. And if we could only, if we could only be to others what we wanted people to be to us, right? right? I mean, that, that's what the Bible says. Do unto others what you would have them do unto you, which means treat yeah. them the Ooh. way that you want to be treated, <laughs> right. which means think about them the way you want to be thought mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. all the things. But I wonder too, Tammy, like the opinion piece, um, things that we have believed that have changed us and they're not even truth. Right. Right. And I was thinking about this, knowing this topic, that when I was 15 years old, my best friend at the time, her mom was this beautiful woman that I really respected. And I'd spent the night over there and I woke up in the morning and all bedraggled, I guess. Is that the word? Bedraggled. You know what? Well, well it, it let's be a use word. It. Let's use it today. Anyway. I'll get the idea for sure, <laughs> She says to me, Diane, you're a lot like me. You have two looks. You either look good or you look bad. There is no in-between. And I laugh that off, but do the then math. You were like, I'm, do the I'm math. getting ready in the morning. to 15, do the math. For that many years, how many times can you recall, Tammy, ever seeing me not done up? Never. So, and see, I vacationed with you. 
See, I <laughs> bought, I bought into that at that, mm. that made that impression. And that's something so silly. That's mm-hmm. an external thing. But yet I have come to believe that opinion. I either look decent or not. There is no in between. And so I was thinking about like how many really important things have we as women bought into from somebody that said something to us in off our life. Off the cuff too, like just off the she never yeah. she didn't realize the impact of that. Yeah, yeah. And she was including herself in that. Right, statement. right. But yet how that made such an impact that my whole life I've had to make sure I'm ready. But you know, and so um, I thought when I realized this about myself, because somebody has, mm-hmm. you know, asked that, why are you always ready? I don't, I don't know. I guess I'm vain. But when I really gave it thought, that's when I remembered this. Mm. And so it just hmm. got me thinking about just patterns of behavior in our lives, things that we do. Give thought to it. Like, mm-hmm. why do I do this? What? And, and maybe you can, you can figure out the root cause of something unhealthy that was said or an opinion you bought into. That was the opinion of man versus the truth of God. God, yes. He, he yeah, God's like, I don't like. care. I care what your heart looks like. Absolutely. So I think that's such a good thing for everyone listening is a real practical takeaway is maybe to spend some quiet time with God saying, where, where, what are some things that I'm managing the expectations of others on me versus the opinion of God and where I need to grow, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, I think that that, that's just a, that's, that's a struggle. It's a struggle for me. It's a struggle for most women I know. Maybe it's not a struggle for everyone to the same extent, but I do think that's a point of like a, a, a live it out point for this conversation is, you know, am I, am I paying more attention to the peop, the opinions of others versus what the opinions of God? I also then after, after there's some time spent with God there, I want women to be thinking through, have I become real opinionated? Mm. You know, ha, ha, have, am I quick to make an opinion of someone before I get to know them? Am I, am I quick to assume the worst then give the benefit of the doubt? You know, a, a, am I curious? You know, that's something I, yes. I, I, like I said with my girls, I said, let's, let's be curious about what we don't know instead of, uh, instead of, Ba- like of, of forming our opinion on what we do know, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I, I think there might be some, some relationships in your lives out there where you're just like, I've made an opinion without being curious. Who, who are some people in your life that you've made an opinion about without being curious? And, and can you untangle from your opinion enough to maybe show some kindness there? Yeah. Like ha- have like an idea for a new way, you know, um, and I think we can be oblivious to being opinionated. Sometimes. Well, that's why I'm asking, because I think I'm oblivious I, to it sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I, I think that I am. And I think it, it's really healthy to have people in your life that you can ask them. Do mm-hmm. you see me as an mm-hmm. opinion? Will you call me out when I'm in that pattern of mouthing off about somebody, but it's become such a habit, I don't even realize and, it. And if you, you know, here's here's the thing about community, like we're big put community, like pushers yes. around here. For a reason, um, yeah. But, but by community, I think you can have one or two good spir- mm-hmm. spiritual community rather than 
than a dozen not. We're not just saying community for community's sake. No. But, you know, the community that we're talking about is community where you can share you can share your 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 nasty uglies and someone says, you're still worthy of God's love and, and my, my friendships. Yes. Um, but also the kind of community where you can say like, hey, am I a big yes. opinion giver? And, and they can say, yeah, you are. And it's not a good look, you know? Yes. Um, because it, if the people who love you share that with you, you know, think of how your influence and your circle and your actual spiritual community can expand. Yes. Because you can grow in that. Yes. You know, and, and that's the growth. Or that's the question of, are we wanting to grow or are we managing expectations? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the questions yes. I started with yeah. is, I think when I'm the worst version of myself, it's when I'm trying to meet the expectations of every single person I come into contact with. Instead of saying, God... Where am I supposed to grow? Yes. How do Amen. you want me to grow? What is my, what are my real issues? You know, because when you're when you're pursuing growth, you make progress, and you're at peace. When you're managing expectations, it's chaos, and you're exhausted. Yes. And you and usually you're getting more unhealthy. For sure. <laughs> you know, For you're, sure. You're not getting healthier. And the other piece of that having that community is also to take an opinion that maybe somebody's given you. And to be able to to go to that person, that friend, and say, hey, this is what's been said. What do you see? Well, and I, I had to do that. You know, I yeah. talked about, you know, my real pivotal, my, my real pivotal step in dealing with my fear of man. Yes. Um, part of it was that I had some things spoken to me, like, here's what everyone thinks about you. Here's what everyone believes. Here's what everyone says. And I was rattled. Like, oh my and gosh. at first, were you believing that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I became a little hermit. And, and slowly but surely, I, you know, I shared with just a couple people at first, Matt... I think I shared with Melody right at first because she happened who, to you see, knew you know, that would be truthful, a couple. Right? And then I, as I, I was like, here, and, and Matt started laughing at some of it. And at first I was like, <gasps> laughing when someone's sharing their pain, first of all, not the best first move people, Matt. But also I get where he was coming from because yes. it was so ridiculous and contrary to who I am. He thought it was a joke. He couldn't believe that I even entertained it. You know, yeah. and so he was laughing because he just, it was so ridiculous what was said to me. And, you know, I mean, this is a, this is a conversation for a whole different time, but I think that sometimes people's opinions of you speak a whole lot more about them than you. For sure. Um, we're not going to dive into that right, today because we'll right. be here another 10 hours, but I think when you share something, I was able to share like, here's the opinion someone said to me and people who actually know you, like you're saying, were Mm -hmm. like, that is not true of who you are. I've seen you at your best. I've seen you at your worst. I've seen you under stress. I've seen you thriving. That's That's not true about you. You know, and I think that's what's so important that you have people that are truth tellers in your life. Yes. Because even harsh truth spoken in love is to your gain. It's to your benefit. It is. And that's growth. That's not managing people's expectations. So what a good conversation, Di. I just really appreciate you being here. To everybody listening, like, 
honest to God, this struggle is so, so real. real of um, wanting to please people because that's an immediate gratification. Whereas with God, it doesn't feel that way externally. Like likes on Instagram. But the more we manage people's <laughs> expectations and God on the outside, we're doing okay. But on the inside, we're completely dehydrated. Yes. And so that's what we want for you guys is we want you guys drawing from the well, right? The water of life, the, the well that, that actually nourishes you, that, that quenches your thirst, which is God. Where do you need to grow with God? Yeah. Where does he want you to grow versus keeping up with what everyone thinks about you, caring about what every, caring about what every person thinks of you is going to be the end of you. Honestly, it's going to be, it's going to be the prison that you live in for the rest of your life. Caring about what God thinks of you, because when you care what God thinks of you, you're going to treat other people right. It's going to be an outpouring of trying to treat other people right in the way they think is right. That's going to be the prison. So, so, so the truth, like the, I think the fear is if I don't get everyone to like me the way they want, it's the whole house of cards comes falling down. Mm -hmm. But the truth is when you care most about what God thinks, you're going to do right by others. And if they don't receive it, it's not enough. That speaks more of where they're at and how they are and what they value than who you are. And you, you, you're building on the firm foundation. Yes. So, oh my gosh, we could talk about this for hours. Mm-hmm. But to everybody listening, um, I just I want you to spend some time with God thinking through you know, where are some areas where you're, you know, do you struggle with, worrying about pleasing man than being right with God? Do you care more about what other people think of you than what God says is true about you? Um, are, are you getting satisfied by chasing people or by spending time with God? And, and ask God, how, how can I do that? Because the truth is, if it's the latter, if you're satisfied by chasing people, I'm sure you're exhausted. And you don't need to live. You don't need to live that way. And we don't want that for you. And so, what would it look like to to just make some growth in that way in cultivating freedom by pursuing caring about what God mm-hmm. thinks of you versus what man thinks of you? Um, if you know a friend that could benefit from this conversation by then asking themselves the same questions, you know, please refer this to them because so we can come alongside them and support and encourage them through this conversation. Um, So share it with them, share what you're learning with someone like, hey, I really struggle with wanting to please man. Can you pray for me? Can you help hold me accountable? Like, what does your next step look like? Don't just listen to this conversation Mm -hmm. and shut it off and move on. We want freedom for you. The Bible says, when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. And I know so few people that are living in freedom. This this series, we want you guys to be cultivating freedom by these different kinds of pathways. Last week we talked about, or last conversation we talked about, starting with being real about who you are, being real with yourself, others, and God. Today it's about maybe taking that, what you learned about who you are and being okay with some people, that's not going to, they're not going to be okay with it, Mm -hmm. but it's how God made you and it's enough. And so start being more caught up in who God says you are than people. So I hope this conversation was meaningful for you and, and really that it's a start 
Yes. Of a con- like it's the end for us, but it's mm-hmm. the start of a conversation between you and God and you and some safe community. So Di, thank you so much for being thank here, you. for sharing um, your experience. And we will talk again about that next pathway for you to cultivate freedom and what that looks like next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Singles Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry at Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief Podcast, where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Friends, until we meet again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness.